It is wedding season this week here on Kicking Out at Two. I am your host, Dave Rosenluth, and thank you all so very much for hitting that download button for our Wrestling Wedlock Countdown as we are counting down the top 10 weddings in professional wrestling history. And in the spirit of our co-host's upcoming nuptials, we decided we were going to sit down and go through 10 all the way to number one on these wrestling weddings over the course of professional wrestling history. And the individual that I'm referring to is the the the, the, the play caller here on kicking out at two who's helped me out a great deal throughout this process of building this podcast my brother justin what's going on man not much man just uh eagerly counting down the days uh hopefully there isn't any run-ins or shenanigans i'm sure much like what we'll talk about today on this show but uh, unsuspecting news as you're delivering vows (laughs) yeah yeah no 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 um no uh, crazy presents or things popping out of presents, hopefully. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And even if it was, I mean, of course it would happen at my, my wedding. So, you know, yeah. take it in stride. Well, like you said, all kinds of crazy <clears throat> stuff that goes on at some of these pro wrestling weddings. And we'll get into that in just a moment. But, uh, you know, if you don't know by now, then you should know. We are a part of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network over on Podbean. You can find Kicking Out It too over there. If you search... Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network on Podbean. You'll find all of the Kicking Out at Two archive shows over there, as well as Marking Out the Days, Gaijin Wrestling Radio, Hulkamania is Dead, The Origins of Attitude, and all the other great shows that are over there on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network on Podbean. And because we're on Podbean, you can search for Kicking Out at Two on Google Play iTunes, which might not be a thing once this recording drops, who knows, Um, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Spreaker, all the big podcast platforms out there. You can find Kicking Out It Too by searching Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as we're over on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com, where we got started just over a year ago, as well as uh, you can find all the archive links over on our social media, facebook.com forward slash Kicking Out It Too, as well as our Twitter handle, at kicking out too. All right, um, let's get into it here. Um, we talked about you know all the crazy hijinks that go on at some of these wrestling weddings. Um, if you could tell our listeners, give them the definition of what a what what embodies a professional wrestling wedding. I think the biggest characteristics for me that like make it something is like the the fact that it takes place in front of you know the the wrestling universe, the wrestling audience, the 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 chapel, the church, the the altar, if you will, is 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 the is the twenty by twenty ring. It's always cool to see the ring itself kind of transform. You know, they put a little you know, you know, they take the ropes down, they dress it up, much like you know in a church or anywhere else where a wedding would take place. Large um, number of floral arrangements. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the ultimate wedding. And I think if you're Rose any... Rose petals. Yeah if, you're yeah. Any, yeah, if you're any fan like you or I, like that would, you know, and we had any choice in the matter, that's exactly how we'd want our weddings to yeah. go. Um, and again, it's 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 all the pomp and circumstance that, uh, that pro wrestling provides on top of, you know, you know, the characters and, and the, the emotion that they bring to what is supposed to be you know, the happiest moment of those newlyweds lives. So, (laughs) so, and, and, and a good one typically is, you know, the culmination of a story, you know, but in many ways, just like in real life, it is the beginning of something new. Um, so that's, so that's, that's, you know, in short, the spark notes of, you know, what makes a good pro wrestling wedding. 
Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I'd like to, uh, after watching, you know, a lot of weddings in wrestling history, doing research on this show, um, culmination of a story is, is a good way of putting it when it comes to these wrestling weddings. Um, you find you find a lot more humor at wrestling weddings than you would probably in any in, in a real life wedding, at least based on my experience. You find some humor, but you find more humor in wrestling weddings than you do, um, you know, in the weddings that have been presented over the years throughout, uh, you know, various storylines um, than you would in an actual uh, uh, real wedding, I should say. Not saying that, you know, you don't find funny stuff and stories, and we've kind of talked about it with my per- you know, my own wedding when, you know, you still had the, 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 the ink tag on the shoes, um, yeah, those are things that yeah. are like exclusive to you know everyone that's part of the day yeah. and things like that. You know, the people sitting in the back row don't necessarily get it, but they find it funny later. You know, at a pro wrestling wedding, if you bought a ticket for twenty dollars and you're in the nosebleeds, you're just as a part of that yeah. wedding as you know anyone that's wearing a tuxedo or whatnot. So um, it's a little bit more of an interactive experience for sure. You know how you know you know the old old phrase that they say like you know. All this crazy... I would say it's like an old phrase, but people, have, when they categorize, like, wedding days and, you know, some some will say, like, oh, like, it went off without a hitch or certain certain events had transpired leading up to the wedding that you thought that, like, it wasn't going to happen then eventually it did happen. It seems like with a, re- with a pro wrestling wedding, all of these crazy things transpire and somehow somebody's not getting married. <laughs> At yeah. least more often than not in yeah. some of these weddings. So. Absolutely. I think um I think that makes that's like again, that's the page turner that is, you know, pro wrestling and getting you to the next chapter or the next part of the story. Yeah. Um I think that, you know, if done correctly, it's 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 definitely makes things more interesting. Uh-huh. And, you know, in other scenarios it's just like why are they getting these people married, you know, or why are they, like, where is it going, you know? Um, So, you know, there's, you know, like anything else, there's good and bad, and, um, you know, it's a lot like any movie you see where there's a wedding, and, you know, know, a a typical example of a wedding would, you know, in a movie is, you know, said girl is is set to marry douchebag fiancé, and, you know, lowly average Joe loves her and wants to profess his love and break up the wedding and he does and it's a happy ending. He does and the running. Yeah, yeah. And then you see that type of... Babyface makes the comeback. Yeah. yeah, you see that. You see, you see, you know, you see the, the, the heel douchebag, you know, come in and, and, and blow up all the fun and, you know, you see it all yeah. uh, in pro wrestling weddings. So they've definitely taken the model, I think, of what you see in movies and TV and... and and made it their own in pro wrestling because that's you know and that's at its best what makes you know just a small part of what makes pro wrestling what it is very cool very cool now i said leading up to this countdown that originally this was gonna be a top 20 countdown and i did some research on a lot of these weddings and i was you know watching some of them i was like a lot of these don't wouldn't even crack the top 10 so i just kind of narrowed it down i kind of sent you a little bit of a list but you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna kind of run through these here um, from ten all the way to one, and we're gonna give you the official kicking out it to greatest pro wrestling wedding in history. So, uh, for those of you out there, uh, any of you aspiring pro wrestlers that look to get you know look to get married on live national television, um, these ten weddings are the measuring stick for pro wrestling weddings. So, take some notes. Um, let's let's get into it. Um, coming in at number ten. From 
an episode of WWE SmackDown in 2008. Uh, Triple H crashed this party. And this wouldn't be the first wedding that he crashes on this countdown. Um, Triple H crashes Edge and Vicky Guerrero's wedding reception, which was live in the arena. They had, a, If you remember... Um, they had gotten married earlier in the day, and they showed video clips of the wedding um, with Edge and Vicky Guerrero and their their uh, the faction they had at the time, La Familia, with Chavo Guerrero, Zack Ryder, and Kurt Hawkins. Um, I think wasn't uh, Bam Neely. Bam Neely. Was the muscle. He was Bam Neely here. was the muscle. He was a part of that group too. Yeah, um, and so uh, you know they 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 show all the the the, the video footage and the toast and. Um, exchanging their vows, the kiss, the whole nine yards. And then they come out into the ring and um, they celebrate this wedding some more. It was like a live wedding reception. And uh, at the time, uh, Edge was slated to face Triple H for the WWE Championship at the upcoming pay-per-view, which was the, I believe it was the Great American Bash. Yep. And Triple H uh, uh, had some, uh, some, some video footage of uh, of events transpiring before the wedding involving Edge and the wedding planner. Um, would you care to elaborate on uh, how this all played out? So, as I remember it, um, <clears throat> again, Triple H makes his appearance known, and I think history let us know very quickly that something was to go awry. Um, I just remember from that wedding again when it was announced like oh boy something's gonna happen you know what i mean yep. and you and very wasn't hard to predict that triple h would have his fingerprints all over it but i did find it refreshing how they presented the wedding on tv you know again like i said it's usually presented in the ring you know and you know it gets as far as speak now or forever hold your peace or yeah. even, you know <laughs> yep. someone not saying i do when yep. they should yeah. but this one you know Went off without a hitch. They got married. You know, in the world of WWE, you know, Edge and Vicky Guerrero were husband and wife. Yep. But, um, you know, here he had released his video after the fact of Edge <clears throat> and the wedding planner going through, you know, last-minute preparations, you know, and, and the uh, the stress of, you know, that Edge was, was um, incurring as a, as, a, as a, you know, planning this wedding, you know, for his, you know, fiancé. And, um, you know, he had, he had complained of a lot of uh, tension in his neck. And, you know, he needed a nice massage, which apparently the wedding planner uh, was very adverse at. Yeah. So, you know. It's part of the package. <clears throat> yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, one thing led to another. And, and they're, uh, they're playing tonsil hockey, as Jerry the King Lawler is famous for yep. saying. Um, and, you know, that's very unsuspecting for for vicky guerrero you know so she obviously was none too pleased with uh the actions of her now husband um and uh again it, it poured it poured some steam on the, the the hot coals of that of that rivalry that really at the time wasn't much of a rivalry that was a kind of a <clears throat> a match i think i was looking forward to that really was very lackluster until that point not that i was frothing to see them wrestle but it, it added something to the to the equation to make it a little bit more of a you know 
desirable, you know, match to watch. Well, like you said, they didn't have anything going. <clears throat> they didn't have any juice, you know, going into the match, and this was that. This was that, you know, that magic potion, uh, you know, so to speak. And yeah, to, and Edge was Edge was at his his zenith. He was at yeah. his prime. You and know? if I remember correctly, he had just quote unquote retire. And I'm doing air quotes, even though you can't see this. Retired Undertaker. Yep. And him and Vicky were on top, um, which was going on for you know their 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 dominance on SmackDown was going on for a number of months. You know they started out you know with this partnership in the in you know December of two thousand and seven when she became the GM and then she helped him win the title and um, and they just kind of they went through these ebbs and flows with. Uh, with her and him in power and their their struggles against guys like Rey Mysterio and Undertaker and Triple H was just like a new hero to to, to foil their you know their their shenanigans. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was very interesting. You know, like you said, the video that he revealed, Edge was you know eventually you know uh, got caught out cheating on Vicky and Vicky was none too pleased and that kind of spawned. That was the spark. To set up the match at SummerSlam with Edge and Undertaker for Hell in the Cell because she was pissed that he cheated on her and put them in the match. So she it. put him in the match because she was still the general manager and they were still married. So um, that comes in at number ten. Uh, Triple H spoiling the, uh, the 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 wedding reception of Eddie Gu- or, sorry Vicky Guerrero and Edge. But I, I will say too, like it. It made sense, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know, in, in this world where we, you know, poke holes and everything and, and tear it to shreds, um, Edge is... He was a scumbag. Yeah, he was a sleazeball. Yeah, he was a scumbag. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, real life, you know, kind of lend itself that character, obviously, with, you know, everything that he did with Lita and Matt Hardy and being the homewrecker there. And so it was, it was, I don't want to say it was art imitating life, but it was opportunistic, you yeah. know, pun intended. To it fit with his character, yeah, it was it, yeah. It, 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 it and it was a nice role reversal given Triple H's history with weddings, yeah. To um to have Edge kind of you know have the sleazeball be caught out rather than the sleazeball you know wreck the the festivity. So it was again a different twist, refreshing. I would you know I know you put this at ten, but I would say it's it's probably on the further side you know on the other side of the top ten, closer. Okay. To number one, just for its uniqueness and the, its presentation overall, and I think yeah. the, the players involved were, you know, they're Hall of Famers, so you know they they made it work, and you know, like, you know, it, it definitely deserves a spot on the list. But um, you know, I thought again, well done on their part. You know what I found interesting about that moment when it was revealed that he had cheated on her? I remember vividly fans online. On message boards, even, you know, I don't think social media was big back then. This was 2008, so probably not that, that big. Um, who were, um, I wouldn't say they were happy that his character had cheated on Vicky Guerrero, but they were like, geez, finally, like, someone that, like, they could picture him with. Because when he put, when they paired him with Vicky Guerrero, they took Edge, who looked like, you know, Brett Michaels, big rock star kind of vibe look, and Vicky Guerrero, yeah, handsome young man, yeah, young you know? man, and Vicky Guerrero, middle not, age cougar, yeah, not not to like not to be disrespectful, but like you know there were there were a generation apart, so to speak, I guess you could say, and they just didn't see that like they didn't see on paper the two of them looking, they didn't 
But that, but I think that was the beauty of it. Too. Oh no, I agree yeah. with you because like, I agree with you because you know with you know Vicky being in the authority figure, Edge being the ultimate opportunist, you know very he'll sleep his way in the top no yeah, matter what it, she looked like. His, yeah. yeah, and historically, it's yeah. it's the woman who's theoretically doing that. Yeah, you know, you know, in media and in television and in wrestling too. So yeah. you know, I thought that was really cool and it like made sense. It was it was it was a good uh, I don't want to say trump card, but a good uh, device to insert edge into anything that could really get heat. Yep. Hence how he won the title in the first place. Yeah. I think, if I remember correctly, he, he was entered into the match at Survivor Series. Right? Um, no, this... Oh, no, that was later. You're thinking of... So when he first won the title was um, at the Armageddon pay-per-view in 2007 with Batista and Undertaker and the triple threat because he came... He, he interrupted their Hell in the Cell match a month prior as the cameraman. Okay. She, she was... So this is November of 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that's when he returned. Then it would come to be either on the way to Armageddon or after Armageddon. I think it was after Armageddon 2007. He was booked in the triple threat with Batista and Undertaker. He won the belt with help from Hawkins and Ryder. That was when they did the the, the, the double switch the, the the turn, the, the double switch. Yeah, yeah. The, the the twin magic so Yeah, to speak, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh then it was revealed, I think, after that, that she was with him, that she was behind all that. Well, she brought him back out of ex- obscurity because he was he was in he had the Achilles injury in '07. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember. Wasn't there a match where yeah. she, like she brought him into the yes. match? So that like, was in November. So all right, so let's fast forward. They have the wedding. She finds out he cheats. She puts him in hell in the cell with Undertaker. Undertaker destroys him. He's nowhere to be found for a few months. Yes, you're right. Thank you. They do the storyline at Survivor yes, Series okay, with Jeff Hardy. Yes. Fell in the stairwell. Yep. He's supposed to be that's in the match with Kozlov and Hunter. She shows up and he's here. Yes. He's here. That's what I was he's thinking. here. Yeah. And everyone's like thinking it's Jeff Hardy. His music hits and the fucking place goes nuts. Yeah. We, I remember we watched that at like yep. Hooters, I think. Yep. And we were like, oh shit, that was a pretty cool swerve. So, yeah, she eventually brought him back, and they were still kind of like a unit on TV. She forgave him, I guess you could say. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's a great way of putting it. He's like, the, he was, you know, the opportunistic, um, you know, handsome young man trying to get ahead in, in the world of WWE, and he slept his way to the and top. And he had such, something. like, a soap opera feel to him. Not, oh, yeah. You know, not that we watch daily soaps, but, yeah. like, you know, you look at all those shows, General Hospital, as the world yeah. turns, and... You know, you look at handsome, successful so-and-so or beautiful, has a lot going for her girl, and you see them... The narrative is that she's sleeping The questionable motives and, you know, what's their angle here? What are they doing? You know, he doesn't like her. You know what I mean? She doesn't like him. And it was almost like a business relationship. But at the same time, there was an attraction there that was, like, unsettling, like you said, given their their generational divide. Yeah. Just to, you know, they they were. It was like borderline, like she was almost old enough to be his mother. Yeah, there was like a, it was like a, like just you know, the, you know, Vince Vince McMahon's hands were all over. Oh yeah. You know, oh, the yeah. first time they had to kiss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> it, just how uncomfortable it wasn't them yeah. acting and faking it. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, hiding the kiss in between themselves or whatever. Yeah. They went all out with it, and oh, it yeah. made you go, ugh, yeah. like disgusting. So. When he when it was revealed that he cheated, it was like, you see, you know, 
he is banging hot chicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? He is who we exactly. want him to be yeah. a little bit, even yeah. though he is a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. You know That's what, I mean? what like, our message board is like, finally, like, he's with someone that we think he could yeah, be with. Yeah, because you know? I mean, like, nobody, nobody was more hated on the WWE roster at that time than Vicky Guerrero. Oh, no. She was so she was, was the top heat getter. Yeah. As, as a friend of ours would like to say, you know, we could be the number, we, you know, if we were in the ring with Vicky Guerrero, we'd be the number one baby face and the whole <laughs> arena would cheer us, you know, as, as, as a friend of ours would like to say. Um, let's let's get to number nine. Um, number nine uh, comes from TNA uh, Impact, an episode of Impact in 2012, the wedding of Bully Ray and Brooke Hogan. Now it's probably safe to say that more people in the arena saw that live than <laughs> the people watching. Than people watching, which is like very much how real weddings are. <laughs> how many people are watching are going to be watching my wedding from home? The 950 <laughs> people that were in the Impact Zone yeah. in Orlando. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so this was a little weird, okay? Um, putting Bully Ray, I didn't. This was one of those situations where, like, they, I don't know what they were trying to do with with Bully Ray and Brooke Hogan, but I felt like the on screen relationship was forced between the two of them. Now, looking back on it and knowing what I know. That was a legit real life relationship, from what I understand. Hey, you know, um, someone out there for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's not currently so, with her. So um, he's either got a huge hog, or he's just a great guy. Yeah, or he's yeah, he's just a swell, either way, he's either a swell way, dude. Good yeah. for you. Good for yeah. you. Um, yeah, I know he could have been, you know, he could have been son-in-law Hogan. He could have been brother Junior. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba, can you make that? That's not going to work for me, yeah. brother. But you know what? But you know what, though? Like, again, not that I tuned into this stuff every week. No. But it, to me, it had a little bit of, like, Stockholm type, Stockholm Syndrome type thing to it. Because you look at Brooke Hogan and you look at, like, you know, my God, you know, that's just, you know, that's just God's great work. Yep. You know, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman. And you look at Bubba Ray, <laughs> Bully Ray, and you're like... Even on his best days, working out and and watching what he eats. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's he's not he's not in her league. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, again, it had a little, it had some shades of the edge stuff too. Like in the t- in terms of like he obviously had a motive. Yeah, you know what I mean. Getting with Brooke Hogan, and then it obviously turned out to be kind of, you know, again, I felt like a very Stockholm thing because, you know, she was she was very much an equal uh, equal partner in the in the in the party, if you will. I will say, um, and we'll, we'll we'll kind of discuss the, the the events that transpired at that particular wedding. Um, in the beginning of my statement, I had said that I felt like this was forced, and in the beginning it was. But I will say, for the bad rap that TNA gets for all the things they've done as a company over the years creatively, that was probably one of the more consistent stories told. Where there was there they they chose a path and they stuck with it, right. And they, I wouldn't say they had you believe for a little while, but like you get, you did get invested. The whole aces and eights involvement, really what this was all about was Hogan being able to, Hulk Hogan, who at the time on television was the on-screen authority figure for the company, um, being able to trust Bully Ray. He needed to be able to trust Bully Ray not only to be a force fighting for TNA against this Aces and Eights motorcycle club, but he also needed to trust Bully Ray um, 
with his daughter. And so he was fighting two battles with this guy. Um, and there was some there was some very interesting elements to the buildup with him and Bully, um, where Bully had to come out to the ring and ask Hulk to be permission to date his daughter and then eventually marry her. And they dragged that out for a little while. Um, but I never felt like I truly bought that, like, the two of them were a couple. Like you said, there was a motive behind it. I was like, there's got to be something more than just, like, all of a sudden you randomly like this chick and you're in love with her. Yeah. And I just felt it was very, I felt it was a little forced, but at the same time, there was continuity to the story and they committed to it. And they went down the path they did, which eventually led to the wedding on TV where um, Bully had a group of, I mean, he had Tommy Dreamer, I believe he had Spike Dudley made a cameo, and then Taz was his best man. Um, and right as. Bubba was going to either say I do or deliver his vows. Taz gets on the microphone and is like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell are you doing, brother? And to everyone's surprise, he took his 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 uh, tuxedo coat off to reveal the aces and eights vest. And then that's when they all ran in, jumped them, and beat the shit out of them, all of them. Um, which made for a, a pretty cool visual. What I like about that segment... Um, was what transpired following that, like, months later. It was eventually be revealed that Bully Ray was the leader of Aces and Eights. And they did a special episode of Impact where they had filmed Bully Ray basically telling the story about how he fooled all the wrestling fans and all the TNA audience. And he, and, and the way it was produced and it had to, this had to be an Eric Bischoff project because this had Bischoff's prints written all over it was Bully Ray going step by step on how he and the aces and eights infiltrated TNA, including his role in, making Brooke Hogan believe he loved her. Yeah. And I thought the way that was done, I was like, that was the, in in terms of structure, that was the best story TNA had ever written. Probably. Yeah, I would agree. And I think in terms of structure, I think after the fact, it explained everything in a way that goes, okay, I can buy this. I can buy this. Yeah. Now, the reason why I say that is because, you know, I look at, you know, you know, you look at your, your typical couples and, you know, you, the stories of how one courts another, especially on TV, and you 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 find yourself in most, when it's done right in any, you know, TV endeavor or movie, saying, you find yourself rooting for the, the guy. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. oh, man, I hope he gets the girl, yeah. you know? There's nothing about Bully Ray ever that makes me want to root for him to get the girl. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's what makes him a good bad guy. Yeah. So it's like... I'm, he, he's lovable now. He's sympathetic. May, may, you can call this their attempt in the moment to try to add that layer to him. Mm-hmm. But I, to me, like you said, it felt forced. Yeah. But again, like you said, kudos to them for because it was probably one of the few episodes of Impact I watched. You know, at this stage of TNA, where it was like, okay, that was really good. You know that yeah. that added some some color and some some sense to made something. Made you look forward to the next episode. Yeah, yeah. It made you think, okay, 
everything wasn't just pieced together week to week. Yeah. Even if it was, they were able yeah. to go back and fill blanks in that they didn't even know they had until after the fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? Me personally, I liked the Aces and Eights storyline. Maybe because I'm a big Sons of Anarchy mark and, you know, the whole motorcycle culture. Um, you know, and Sons of Anarchy was a hot TV show at that time. Um, but I just thought the, the the way it was presented, the way it was done, even though in the back of your mind you knew something was up, the way they the way they pulled it off yeah. um, with the reveal and, you know, eventually they wouldn't get married. Like I said, he would reveal his true colors that he was the guy that, you know, pulled the strings all along. But um, I just thought the, the whole presentation of it, it was well done. They even, they even like, I think... If I'm not mistaken, I think TNA even went to the expense of paying for um, extra advertising. I want to say maybe in like one of the big publications like USA Today for, you know, the, the, the airing of that wedding with the picture of like the two of them. Almost holding, like an invitation. Yeah, almost like an invitation. Here. I believe if I'm not mistaken, they actually spent some money on that or at least maybe Spike TV did. I don't we know. We all love a good wedding, man. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so relatable. It's so, you know, everyone goes to a wedding. Everybody is connected to someone at that time, you know, of someone's life where yeah. it's, I, I, I don't want to call, and, and I don't want this to come off bad, but it's a, in television, I feel like it's very much a jump the shark ploy. Yep. Let's let's just get them married, you know, yeah. I mean, whatever it is. You know, it's yeah. the, you know, it only makes sense to get them married now. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> right. And then you know, and, and, and they'll have kids. They'll buy a house. Yeah, like <laughs> let's let's you know, this is we got to find a, a new way to get the viewers. Like yeah. you know, they've gone through all these ebbs and flows. Let's marry them and let's yeah. see, and let's go with that and see how we can write ourselves out off of that. And I think you know that type of publicity outside of wrestling, I think is is a is smart for storylines like that because you know taking out a publication in the USA Today for this Thursday night at Impact, you know, Bully Ray fights Hulk Hogan is not drawing viewers. No. It could be Bully Ray fights John Cena and it's not drawing viewers. It's, yeah. just, it's, not inter- it's not drawing interest outside of wrestling. Yeah. A wedding is a little bit of a better, stronger attempt at doing that. So that's also what makes weddings in wrestling interesting because they are just as interesting in television you know it's that curiosity killed the cat kind of of vibe to it you know i mean we got the bachelor you got all that like it's the same type of premise you know you want to see what's going to happen it is a it is a milestone event in 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 life that people are easily relatable to yeah uh coming up next on this countdown uh another um Maybe this is the, the the theme here, at least for a few of these. Another relationship that uh, resulted in a professional wrestling wedding comes in at number eight. Um, Teddy Long and Crystal Marshall from oh, SmackDown in 2007. Um, at the time, Teddy Long was the general manager of SmackDown, and um, he had hired, I believe he had hired Vicky Guerrero and Crystal as like assistants of his. Yeah. Um, at one point and uh, eventually he felt affection for her and a relationship grew and one thing led to another and they wanted to get married and they wanted to do it live on Smackdown and um, they threw a big bachelor party for Teddy I remember they brought in Ron Simmons and even Butch Reed Mm -hmm. uh, an old Doom (laughs) reunion uh, which I thought was pretty cool to be a part of his bachelor party Um, and then we get to the wedding, and this was right around the time when uh, they were still doing that uh, Hornswoggle was the illegitimate child of, uh, of Vince. Yeah. 
And um, so they were in attendance at the wedding. A lot of the ECW guys, the, the WWE ECW, um, uh, and a lot of the SmackDown guys. And um, the wedding was one of those where it was like, well, who didn't interrupt this wedding? Who didn't crash this wedding and, and disapprove of it? Because it started with Jillian Hall singing, um, you know, serenading the couple, uh, which which got a chorus of boos. And then um, the Godfather and the Ho Train made an appearance to try and That's talk right. Teddy out of getting married, <laughs> uh, which, was, uh, which was interesting. And then um, Hornswoggle. Uh, was up to no good, and him and Jonathan Coachman were almost kind of like the two little kids that you bring to like a, like a church or to a wedding <laughs> that are like yeah. poking at each other. And Vince is the dad, and Vince had to tell them both to shut up and yeah, you know yeah. it, behave, it, behave, and then eventually like Hornswoggle ran and he chased your coach, chased him, and all kinds of shenanigans took place, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Teddy Long had a heart attack and dropped. In the middle of the ring. And then that was pretty much the end of it. Um, you know, Teddy and Crystal didn't get married. And that story was just kind of abandoned. Yeah. And I believe that was right around the time. I believe she was married at that time to Bobby Lashley. Yep. And Lashley had either was on his way out of the company or he had just left. Um and she didn't want to participate, but eventually the, the 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 payoff was supposed to be that Vicky Guerrero put her up to this, and then they poisoned him yeah. so that she could be in control of SmackDown, mm -hmm. which then kind of brings you back to what we talked about in number 10 yeah. with her and Edge kind of yeah. taking over um, as the, the power couple on SmackDown. Uh to the best of your recollection, give me some of your thoughts on that uh, that particular wedding. At the time, it was like, again, knowing every, you know, having seen so many wrestling weddings, it was like, like, what are they doing this for? Like, yeah. did I really care? Like, Teddy Long is rude. I can root for him. You know, he's a lovable loser in a lot of respects. Um, Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know? So it was kind of cool in a very slapstick way, like, he's getting this bombshell, you know, because there ain't nothing about Teddy Long you can hate. But at the same time, like, where? Why? Mm -hmm. Like, why is this getting top bill? It's a wedding. It's yep. a wrestling wedding. Like, yeah. you know, the, the gold standard, you know, we'll get to it later, but the, the, there's a certain gold standard to a wedding and wrestling, and that's kind of the expectation that's, that's built. If they announce a wedding, you know, for next week on Raw... You're expecting big things. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they, they they doll out big time weddings, you know, for big time events, and that's kind of the expectation. So to me, this was like, what is, why? Why? Yeah. Like, it, so, but so at the time, you know, I looked at it like, where is this going? Why does this matter? And it didn't. It just didn't. And, yeah. But you look at it now and you, and you kind of revisit the story and where it ended up going, and it's like, okay, that's, for what it was, it wasn't bad. You know, it was kind of yeah. funny to watch and it was entertaining and it led to something. Yep. So I guess, you know, in retrospect, it was a lot better than we received it at the time. Yeah. It, 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 it aged well, I yes. guess you could say. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, let's move on. Number seven from January of 2003 on an episode of SmackDown. This is probably the first wrestling wedding that led to a funeral 
And I'm talking about Don Marie oh, and Al that. Wilson. <laughs> um, Don Marie was embroiled in a heated rivalry with Tori Wilson in the fall of 2002, which eventually um, involved Tori's real life father. In this storyline, she had the hots for, for, for old Al, and she put her hooks in him, and uh, she did it to, uh, to, to, to get under the skin of her rival, Tori Wilson. Um, and then they decided to uh, publicly get married in the middle of the ring on, on an episode of SmackDown. Uh, like I said, I think it was like the first of the year, like one of the, 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 the newer episodes on, in 2003. Um, for that wrestler, usually, like when at that time SmackDown was uh, taped mm-hmm. on Tuesdays, so they went and did uh, they did a live episode of SmackDown to start the new year, and uh, <clears throat> you didn't really have any any run-ins during this wedding, but um, the only thing that was really memorable was the fact that Dawn Marie convinced Al Wilson to um, to share his vows. And say I do in his underwear, <laughs> if you remember yeah. correctly. He now, before he stripped down to his to his skivvies, he was in like this old Saturday Night Fever Studio Fifty Four kind of suit. It was like UPS brown with like this like ugly like Jack Tripper like Three's Company like collared <laughs> shirt. Like it looked like it looked like someone like like murdered the curtains at the days in motel and like but he embraced and, it and he embraced yeah. it and then she you know because because he was you know 40 or 50 years her senior she was in like he was he dressed for his time and she dressed in like a trendy wedding dress that you know in 2003 everyone could picture a woman her age wearing that dress yeah so then she convinced him to take off his underwear or take off his his clothes to get down to his underwear and then she got and she took her dress off and she was just in her lingerie and they said I do, and that was the end of it. And I remember going back and watching it, and I was like, "Wow, that was pretty." I mean, other than that, like there was nothing really eventful about this wedding. Like everyone kind of expected a run-in or something of some kind. And you didn't really get that, and uh, it didn't lead anywhere. It wasn't major stuff. It it was, but it wasn't. Like I mean, if you think about it, towards the end of two thousand and two, with Tori Wilson and Dawn Marie, even though women's wrestling at that time wasn't spotlighted like it is today um they got a good amount of screen time with this storyline and but it was very like sexualized and i'm not saying that no, now because you're right absolutely as like a as like a rosy riveter women's rights yeah. type thing like that they should be featured better but like again my expectation for a wedding is that it's you know it, you know on television is big time but this time around the payoff and was, it was like sleaze the payoff was different than it, 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 at the wedding, it really transpired on the honeymoon and at the funeral. Right, right, right. Um, do you want to, you you care to elaborate on uh, the the events that transpired well, they, at the honeymoon? They, yeah, they went on. The, they had the honeymoon, and you know, again, my my memory here is sketchy, maybe scarred, if that. But <laughs> um, you know, he uh, Al Wilson needed to perform on his honeymoon night, and you know, he he took. Uh, if only know, they had Blue Chew. Yeah, back he then. didn't have Blue Chew back then, yeah. but he had you know what. You know the the Godfather of Blue Chew, Viagra, yeah. um, and he you know he made sure to 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 take a few so that he could deliver. He stocked up. Yeah, and uh, apparently he over delivered, and um, the 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 OD, if you will, uh, took the life of Al Wilson in in 
to me, that's where it was like, okay. I, like, okay. You know, like, that, like I don't... Yeah. Like, you know, you know the, the last time I, you know, was here, we talked about, you know, a real-life death. And this one, not that it's tasteless. Well, you know, it is. It's it like, is, yeah. It's just so, like... Like when they did the Vince McMahon dying thing. Oh god, like, that was stupid. Why are we? Why are we? Die, why are we killing people on TV? Yeah. You know, in a in a such a interactive environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was. It's one thing to insinuate someone has died, like the Undertaker, fifty million times. Yeah. He's he's perished away. He's disappeared. But yeah. it's another to say, and treat it in a very real way that someone has died. Yeah. Um. That's where. I can't get lost in it. That's when it's that's when it's a hokey storyline that just to me you lose me. It you seemed lose like me there. it seemed like it got hokier and hokier as time went on because they they had the much the way he died. Come on, yeah, <laughs> the way, the died because he took too much Viagra. Yeah, she 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 oversexed him and he and his at his age his bodies and his organs shut down and failed and he couldn't handle it. But it just seemed like that they built towards like the sleaze. Like it just kept building and building, like a like a hot air balloon, and then it popped. You went from the wedding, and then the next week they were like exclusive footage from Al Wilson and Tori and Dawn Marie's uh, honeymoon. Now they were presenting this footage as it had already happened. This wasn't like it was live, like oh right. live bit to the to the, the the hotel at the honeymoon suite. Like it was the it was footage of them and there were scenes that were insinuating that Al Wilson and Dawn Marie were enjoying themselves sexually over and over again and as it built it was like he was getting tired he was like not again like she yeah. wanted more come here big Al and the shower's on and he like takes his bathrobe off and he's just like exhausted like oh my god I gotta do this again like, like just, he's just pushing out yeah, dust at that point yeah exactly, exactly he might not have a, he might not have much left in the chamber and uh, and then they get to the final scene where like she comes out of the bathroom and he's lying on the bed and she can't wake him up and the camera's there and this is where like my bullshit alarm went off as a viewer and I'm like, wait a minute. You've been advertising you got exclusive footage of this honeymoon taking place and you motherfuckers didn't know that he already died in the right, on camera? Right. And then they got the cameras filming it. It's like I my the the realism just didn't sit with me, and there wasn't any, at least in my opinion, when it came to that. And so, um, not that, a lot of angles to go from there. Yeah, either, I mean, well, then they had the funeral, and it got even worse. And there was an open casket, and they had a brawl at the funeral, and the casket dropped, and the body came. I mean, it was like it was like, all right, just get this shit over with. Like they dragged it out long enough. Like, yeah, it's like a, um, it's like a. It, it seemed like an episode from like Rescue Me. Oh. Like, Dennis Leary like wrote that skit, and yeah. who's, the, who's the big dude? The other big Boston dude that he always rolls um, with, like uh, his uncle Teddy. Yeah, whatever yeah. his name is in real life. I, I forget mean, his name. Yeah, but yeah, those two dudes. It just seemed like that, like that, just just when you thought it couldn't get raunchier, like just when you thought it was gonna go in a different direction, like you're like, oh, yeah, wow, we're going here. Wow, oh, oh, and, and it just got very, ugh, yeah. And to the best of my, I mean, and. The reason why it makes the countdown is because this is the first and only wrestling wedding that led to a funeral. So yeah. I felt like it had to make the top ten. But in the manner that he had died, um, 
it was it was rather sleazy and unfortunately he is no longer with us he just recently died uh, a few nights before uh, her, his daughter Tori Wilson went into the WWE Hall of Fame but you know what though I think wrestling fans have a great um, respect for res- him yeah like I think for anyone who comes into wrestling and lets themselves do anything like that or put their bodies on the line there's a certain respect that I mean, look at Nicholas for crying out loud. You know what I mean? WrestleMania 34. Because, yeah. Like you, you can become a cult legend, you know, just for the most insignificant or unserious thing. Just as you they did for to main eventing. Kid, they needed to bring that kid back. This he's coming year. back. He's coming back. Yeah. He's making a comeback. Yeah, for sure. If he's not all elite yet, he's coming back to WrestleMania. <laughs> it's um, all the all elite. Oh you know God. what I mean? So if so, I think that you know, if there's any saving grace with that years later 16 years later is that al wilson the man gets to live forever and you know having been at the hall of fame speech with tory wilson that was one of the more emotional uh yeah parts of that night um because that was her dad that was her real life dad and her re- and she like she said she got to share her world of wrestling with him you know and he you embraced know, it pretty well. Yeah, so that, I guess, again, In the beginning, it was a little rough, but once he got into it and he got a groove going, I was like, he's actually not that bad. Yeah, he's got some chops, and he's having fun with it. Yeah. And, you know, and again, again, it, 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 it aged well in that sense, is that it just, it's, he gets to live forever. I don't know why, but as, as Conrad would say, this tickled me, even though I don't like that term. I had to just kind of come out and say it. But every time I think of Al Wilson... There's like a couple of pictures that pop up in my mind. One, this wedding where he eventually died, that you know, on his honeymoon or his wedding night. Um, but the other one was, it was at the Armageddon 2002 pay-per-view. They dedicated a whole segment to like this revealing footage that Dawn Marie was going to unveil to the world of the the night that her and Tori Wilson like had like a lesbian affair. Like Tori was willing to like sleep with Dawn Marie so she would walk away from so Dawn Marie would stop seeing her dad. And I'll never forget it. But this was like Al Wilson was, you know, on TV for a couple of months and Taz was on the commentary and Al Wilson came out with Dawn Marie and Taz sounded like he was I don't know if it was good acting or he was really selling it pretty well, but Taz said, he goes, I'm so sick of this guy. Every time I see him, I want to pass a kidney stone. Like, you know, I'd rather pass a kidney stone than, 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 than see Al Wilson on my TV. And <laughs> I just thought, like, it, it, he kind of represented what a lot of wrestling fans at that time, at least the internet wrestling fans, felt about his involvement and the amount of TV time this storyline was getting. Yeah. I always, I always looked at, um, Al Wilson too, just even visually, he reminded me a lot of Alan Thick. Just like his 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 mannerisms, this is the way he looked. Like okay. he looked like a TV dad. Okay, yeah, he looked no. like a TV dad. At first, I thought he, he was like an actor that they yeah, hired. An and actor. He, yeah, he looked like a TV dad, and you know, you look at you know, knitted sweater, you know, kissing the wife on the cheek, yeah. off to work, you know, patting the daughter on the head, you know. But yeah, leave it to Beaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah he had that look to him, yeah. but. He gets that sexed up yeah. version of him. It's like if you could take Alan Thick or you know, you know, Mister Brady, and you know, see what they're like when you know the lights go off. 
you know, and what they're doing in the middle of the night, yeah. you know, that's what that's what he was. So there was something funny to that. Oh yeah, that I can appreciate too. I loved well. I loved when he when he was interacting with Don Marie, how there were like he he walked that fine line of like having being the old man with an edge to him, like he was like a dirty old pervert, but also having that innocence. And there's one instance where Don Marie or Tori Wilson caught. Dawn Marie in the shower with Al Wilson in like the locker room in an arena and Dawn Marie is naked. Camera's only showing her backside maybe her, not even her her full butt, okay? But showing that she's got no top on at least from behind and she kind of like looks over and Al Wilson is in like sports coat slacks and shoes and the shower's running. I thought it was, and he's just sitting there like he doesn't know what to do with himself. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, but it was hilarious. Yeah, because it's, like, it's like he's like he's like this. this I was like, she's trying to bone him. He's stuck on his fucking clothes on yeah, in the shower. Like, he's like this uncomfortably sexed up, like almost like male divorcee <laughs> yeah. who's, who's who hasn't been in the dating game for years. Yeah, he's just trying like, to get his dick wet. He's like, trying to figure it out and doesn't yeah. know. Like it could have been a, a comedy movie in that yeah. sense. So yeah, there was like yeah, little spurts of that that were, were were definitely funny for sure. There are some gems when it came to that that stuff, but um, yeah, that 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 comes in at number uh, number seven, number six, um, a, a WCW wedding from January of 1996 at the Clash of Champions. Colonel Robert Colonel Robert Parker <laughs> and Sister Sherry, Sensational Sherry. Um, we're set to wed at the Clash of the Champions. Now, um, I know I sent you the video and you haven't really had a chance to watch it. So allow me to set the scene for you. And some of our listeners might remember um, how this all went down. Uh, Colonel Robert Parker managed the tag team of Bunkhouse Buck and Dirty Dick Slater from the stud stable. And Sister Sherry was the valet for Harlem Heat. Booker T and Stevie Ray. And both teams kind of had a rivalry for a number of months. And then out of nowhere, Parker and Sherry started to gain affection for each other during these matches. And they built a relationship and a rapport with each other. And I believe even like both tag teams kind of put their differences aside because Sherry and Parker were in love with each other. So they announced that they're going to have this wedding. And it's going to be in Vegas. And the Clash of Champions was host, was doing a show in Vegas. So they 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 put Mean Gene Oakland out there. Of course, when you got Gene involved, you know. You're off to a good start. Yeah, you, are, yeah you, 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 you made the right call there. And they're at the little white drive, the little white chapel in Vegas, the drive-thru, the one where Michael <clears throat> Jordan got married. I believe Elvis got married there. Even Steve Austin, I think, got married there. And... They have um, a table with all kinds of, you know, food and wedding decorations and things like that. And all of a sudden, this trailer pulls up. This, like, motorhome. And it's Buck and Dick Slater. And Okerlund's like, where's, Car- where's the groom? Where's Colonel Parker? And Dick Slater's like, last time I saw him was at the tables with $1,300. And uh, Okerlund goes, craps? He goes, yes, table, craps table. And so they, they, they talk about Parker's whereabouts. Then they cut the next scene, and Parker shows up in this, like, minivan taxi, this white, like, caravan taxi in Vegas. 
And he tells the driver to hold on. And he's like, Gene, I got a problem. I spent all my money at the casino. I need $30. Can you pay $30? Oh and, and Okerlund is like, Okerlund's like, you really got a lot. Of, he goes, you really got serious money problems if you're hitting me up for 30 bucks." <laughs> so he proceeds to start cutting a promo. And the cab driver is still there. And he's honking the horn because he wants his money. And Parker then gets a, gets a call on the phone. And he is like, he's like, I'm here, honey. Everything's going to be okay. It's going to all work out. And we think he's talking to Sherry on the phone. And Okerlund's like, where is Sherry? Is she here? Tell her to get here. She needs to hurry up. She's late for her own wedding. And, and, and then, I, can, I can imagine that being funny, like the frustration on Mean Gene's face. Like, oh, tell her then, to hurry the hell up. Yeah, like, I got then, somewhere to be. And then the I got some games to play and then the ca- Yeah, exactly. And then the cab driver's honking the horn. And he's like, he's like. Would you knock it off with that horn, pal? We get the point. He's going to give you your money in a minute. He's like, really? Like, like you would have thought, like, they, they, if they cut to Gene and the cab driver, it would have been, it would have went over the top. So then they cut to the next scene. And Sherry pulls up in a limo. And they're outside in the parking lot of this Vegas chapel place. And Parker goes up to her and he was like, and he says to her, basically, honey, I lost all my money. I bet the whole farm. And we got no place to live. Like, And she's like, what? You gambled? You told me you gambled? What the hell? And Parker tries to you know, calm her down. And he's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, you promised me this great wedding. What the hell is this? And she's not, she's not thrilled with the spread. And then you see Booker T and Stevie Ray in the background. And you just hear them like, hey, man, where's the neck bone? We got chicken wings over here. Like, what kind, of, what kind of wedding is this? And so Sherry says, I need to go change. So she goes to change, and she asks to use the chapel. And Car- Parker's like, no, 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 you can't use the chapel. So they make her get in the limo, and they go to commercial. They come back from commercial. All you see are Sherry's feet hanging out the window. And Parker's like, are you Okay. And she says, yes, I'm fine. And then she goes, she goes, Gene, would you like to walk me down the aisle? He goes, you want me to give you away? She's like, yes. So he turns back to the camera and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah. He goes, that's not the first time Sherry's been in the backseat of a car. <laughs> <laughs> so then they cut to Buck and Slater. And they're behind this trailer door. They're in front of this, tr- this motorhome. And they're standing in front of it. And Okerlund says, you know, what's going on? What's behind there? And they're like, door's locked, forgot the key, lost the key, or something like that. So then they finally get to it, they cut to it, and Jean's walking her down the aisle in this parking lot, literally, like she came out the side entrance of this place, like next to the dumpster, all right? And Jean's walking her, and all of a sudden you hear, like, whoever's attending this wedding, they're singing, da-da-da-da, So... Okerlund starts talking to her and says, um, I know you must be pretty nervous after you talked to Rob on the phone. And she was like, I didn't talk to him. You know, I haven't talked to him since yesterday. He was, he was like, oh, you must have forgot. He, he spoke with you on the phone earlier. And she was like, no, I haven't talked to him. And then Disco Inferno pops up and starts dancing. And then she gets to the, they, they get to the, the drive through window. And they're ready to deliver each other's vows. All of a sudden, in the background, you see someone pop out of the trailer door, and it's Medusa. 
And she starts beating the shit out of Sherry. And then Sherry's beating the shit out of her. This was like the best woman's mm. brawl I'd ever seen. And they destroyed the cake. They destroyed all the wedding favors. Buck and Slater got involved with Harlem Heat. And it turned out that Medusa was kind of... Um, Medusa was Colonel Parker's side piece, his girlfriend or whatever. Um, and, and that's where... Um, that's when the scene ended, and that was pretty much the infamous uh, Colonel Robert Parker sister shit. But you have to go back and watch it on YouTube. Well, I, I, one no, question I, I do have with all the hijinks and hilarity it seems to have been, uh, where did it lead? You know, this is, that's just my mindset. Where did it, so, where, what happened next? To was the best of Sherry my... Sherry and Medusa? Well, that's the thing. To the best of my recollection, <clears throat> they didn't use Medusa a whole lot. Like, she didn't... She wasn't... Parker didn't represent her anymore because go, remember when I remember watching this as a kid, I thought to myself, oh, well, Sherry and Parker are done. He's going to have Medusa now. He'll represent her. Yeah, yeah. They brought Medusa in when she dropped the WWF women's belt in the trash. Maybe this will be a start of women's wrestling in WCW. They didn't really do that. As a matter of fact, I believe Parker and Sherry were still together on TV. There was still some sort of an alliance because then Buck and Slater were kind of gone out of the picture after a few months. And then he became like the manager of Harlem Heat. Right, right. So they were they still kind of had like a, a relationship. Even though they weren't married, they were still like an on-screen couple, so to speak. Um, but it didn't really, yeah, it didn't lead to like a Medusa-Sherry match, um, to the best of my knowledge, and Medusa was kind of off TV. I mean, Medusa, Medusa's run in WCW during that time when she returned was very similar to uh, Bret Hart's run. Like they <laughs> they brought her For, back, and they didn't really know what to do with her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was the Vegas wedding with uh, Colonel Robert Parker and Sister Sherry coming in at number six. We're halfway to uh, half halfway to the altar. With our, uh, our our wedlocked countdown here, our top ten weddings in professional wrestling history. But before we go from five all the way to number one, um, I'll, get, I'll, I'll reveal to you and to all the listeners a list of uh, some of these weddings that didn't make the cut. Um, starting off with the very first professional wrestling wedding to have ever taken place. Uh, was on an episode of TNT in 1984 with Paul Vachon and Ophelia. Oh, yeah. Um, Paul Vachon and Ophelia uh, got married, and when the the <clears throat> priest uh, had um, asked if anyone um, objected, Lou Albano was the first person to stand up. And uh, when he found out that Ophelia was, the, w- w- was not a virgin, he said, oh, okay, that's fine, you can still get married anyways. And then... Um, Dr. David Schultz uh, gave Vashon a pile driver, and then they had the reception later, and there was a big food fight. So uh, these the 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 Thanksgiving wrestling food fights, I think, came from this uh, this there food go, fight yeah. scene. Um, another notable uh, wedding that didn't make the cut. Another WCW wedding was David Flair and Stacy Keebler from September 11th, 2000 edition of uh, of, of Nitro. Um, Keebler had told David Flair at the altar that I can't marry you because you're not the father of the baby. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a, a lot of speculation as to who David Flair, you know, who was the father of the, of Stacy Keebler's baby. Um, he believed it was Buff Bagwell. 
It seemed like in the storyline they were leading to maybe it being Ric Flair's because Flair had returned to attend his son's wedding. And uh, that just kind of petered off and fizzled out. Nothing really. Now, if I remember in that one, too, I remember seeing an interview with Vince Russo later, and he had revealed, I think, that it was going to be revealed, yeah, that Flair was going to be the father. Yep. But that also it was going to be revealed that Stacey Keebler was Ric Flair's daughter. Yes, I do remember that. That was going to be part of the long-term fallout of the wedding, was that you were going to find out that David Flair was having the hots for his, what was his, his half sister, if you will, or and, you know, full sister. And Flair was fucking his daughter. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. Would, that would have gone over real. I'm sure, I'm sure Flair, whoever turned that turned that down, um, when they found out what the payoff was going to be. Um, another memorable wedding. TNA had a few more than 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 I originally thought. Um, Kurt Angle and Karen Angle tried to renew their vows on oh, Valentine's yeah. Day, and it turned out AJ Styles kissed the bride and said, I do, and it was a, a, a dusty finish at a wedding, so to speak. Yeah, jeez. Um, which, uh, you know, didn't really, like I said, it wasn't anything to write home about. I watched it recently, nothing to write home about. Karen Angle had a wedding with Jeff Jarrett when they had revealed that they were a real-life couple and they were doing the whole storyline with Kurt Angle. And uh, Kurt Angle ruined that wedding. Surprise, surprise. Shocker. Um, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon from 2002. Mm. When Stephanie tried to convince Hunter that she was pregnant. Um, and Hunter uh, found out that that was a, that was a lie. And uh, then he dumped her at the altar and pedigreed Vince. Um, the visual of Stephanie... Roaring like a lion still still plays in the uh, the, the the highlight reels to this day. Um, yeah, those are just a few of the weddings that uh, that, that that haven't made that, that hadn't made this list. Uh, Roddy Piper crashing Uncle Elmer's wedding yeah. on Saturday night's main event. Um, <clears throat> Kane forcing Lita to marry him after he had basically raped her <laughs> and 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 gave her a baby. Yeah, which uh, Dennis and I talked about that on the Vengeance Watch Party, which you guys can find in the archives over at uh, uh, Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network on Podbean as well as SoundCloud.com. Um, yeah, so those are just a few. Um, oh, AJ Lee and Daniel Bryan. When uh, AJ Lee said yes, but it wasn't to marrying Daniel Bryan, it was taking the job as the Raw GM. Yes, that was Raw 1000, I believe. That is, that is correct. And Slick, the Doctor of Style Slick, was Reverend Slick. Um, You know what wedding you do have to watch that was actually pretty funny? Was that Gold Dust Oksana wedding from NXT. I remember that vaguely. Dusty was there, and Cody, and I think... uh, Ted DiBiase paid the preacher off. He was some. He was involved somehow in it. Um, that was pretty funny. Check that out. But yeah, those are just some of the weddings that um, that, that that didn't make the uh, didn't make the top ten here. Uh, let's go to number five. Um, I mentioned her just a moment ago. Lita, um, the Edge Lita wedding from Monday Night Raw in the summer of two thousand and five. Um, Talk to me about the circumstances both behind the scenes and in front of the camera that led up to this wedding. Um, well, I kind of alluded, alluded to it earlier. Uh, this was kind of, you know, a happenstance of sorts. Um, you know, 
Lita and Matt Hardy were having a real life relationship that kind of bled on camera a little bit. Yep. Um, and in real life, um, that relationship went south due to uh, Lita stepping out on Matt with Edge, who was real life friends with with Matt. Um, so there was that you know backstabbing friend. Uh, you know, thing again that happens in, in real life, unfortunately, and um, it led to the release of Matt Hardy, which you know caught the the attention of of the internet and in the wrestling world. That Matt Hardy, who was the victim of of this in many ways, um, was out of a job while Edge was the beneficiary of you know Lita and of, uh, an eventual push to become the world's champion and a Hall of Famer for that matter. So um, it. Um, this kind of and they kind of use the Kane stuff from from before with Kane and Lita's past uh, to kind of play into Edge and Lita getting together before yep. Matt Hardy was brought back. Yeah, um, and I know yeah they did the wedding and uh, that one was a good one because like you kind of knew again something was going to happen yeah. and Edge even knew it. Yeah, you know so like look, come on let's go let's get the vows yeah, let's get yeah. you know skip you know let's yeah. go. It's like turning around looking over his shoulder. Yeah, like, knowing something's coming and then yeah. you know you get to the you know the priest is 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 giving his spiel and you know he notices that the the a hole in the ring being created and it's came. Well, let me stop you before that. They had, oh yes, he said. If anyone objects yes. to this, you know, marriage, speak now forever, hold your peace. And then Matt Hardy's music yes. played, and everyone went crazy because the whole, you know, all the fans in the arena knew yes, what went right. down between them behind the scenes. So they're like, "Oh my God, this is becoming a storyline. It's real." And then after about what ten seconds of the music playing, they start you laughing. Find and out like, Edge is pulling a rib on everybody. But yeah. yeah, then you know you get to the the end of the wedding, and you know it's. You know, I don't remember the exact line, but Kane's coming through the the ring. Oh, the, re- the, the, the Reverend the, had the line of the night. Jesus Christ! And he sees he sees Kane coming through the ring, <laughs> crashing the whole party. Yeah, that was the line, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's oh, and my. yeah, and Kane Kane got his uh, you know, Edge got his comeuppance, if you will, and it. I feel like it was a good end to the rivalry. Yep. Um, and it kind of moved Edge to the next stage of. The rated R superstar. So, um, I'd say it, it, it was definitely like a good. Um, I didn't have high expectations for that wedding. Yeah. And for that reason, they were met because it wasn't like this big to do that consumed the whole WWE. It was just a, a small part of a, a bigger thing, which is what we got when Matt Hardy did return. Yeah. Um, so, because that's what we really wanted, and I think they they knew that when they did the Matt Hardy part, where his where his music played and he didn't come out. So I thought that was really cool. I um, wonder if if Matt not if, if the if the whole bit with the music was to gauge the fans' interest in Matt coming back, or been. if they had already had that planned and yeah. they just kind of you know either way, yeah, went along I, with it. Yeah, it could have been that for sure. Yeah, that, there's really no way to ever know that, but. Um, it was well done. I thought it was a good segment. Yeah. That's what I would call that a segment. You know, it wasn't this built up, drawn out thing. I think it was like one week, and they were like, "Yep, we're gonna get married next week on Raw." And you know like what? It fit because there are these two, you know, juvenile, you know, characters that were just you know bucking the system. Yeah. And it was like, well, "Fuck it, we're gonna." It was get like, married. "We're gonna elope next what? week on Raw." Yeah, twenty thousand people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Fuck you, mom and dad. You're not coming to this wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So and. There was, 
Yeah, I just all in all, I'd say top to bottom, I like that one. That was a good one. That was a good one. I like. I didn't have high expectations like you, but yeah, the, the my favorite part is the 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 line from the priest. And then I think Cain eventually tombstone the priest or the or the, yeah. the, the reverend or whatever you want to call. I think him. there's a there's a, there's a Jr. call on that too, right? Where he's just he's a fan, he's just like, oh my god, he tombstone the priest yeah. or something. Like that's so just out there. If you don't in believe English. in God, you should now or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, there's some. Yeah, we'll have to. If anybody you know wants to post any of these weddings, by all means, go on YouTube and uh, you know, you know, uh, put it up on our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two, or uh, or over on our Twitter, you can tag us at kicking out two if you find any of these uh, wrestling wedding moments um, to 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 be worth watching all over again. Uh, coming in at number four, I had attended this wedding in wrestling history. It was at my very first uh, Monday Night Raw I ever attended. It was April 26th, or April 25th of 1999. It was the night after the Backlash pay-per-view when The Undertaker abducted Stephanie McMahon and then wanted to marry her in the middle of the ring. That black wedding. Yes. Um... This was the build-up for this with Undertaker and having the issues he had with the McMahon family and coming after Stephanie and finally getting her and then bringing her to Raw um, and trying to make a deal with Vince for control of the company, so to speak, and using Austin as the pawn. I thought all the puzzle pieces fit well together, and it was culminating in... You know the 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 end of the night. You know, is Austin gonna do the right thing and save her, or is his hatred for Vince McMahon yeah. so deep that he's like, yeah, you know what, fuck her, she's on her own. Right. And I just remember being in the arena when they when they brought her out on that symbol, that Undertaker symbol, and um, Paul Bearer was reading out of the the, the Book of Darkness. Because he was the one that had, uh, you know, was overseeing the wedding. And then um, the line where he is like, you may now kiss the bride. And I remember watching it on the screen. You could see Undertaker take that hood off with the eyes rolled in the back of his head. And then when the glass broke, I couldn't hear anything mm. except for the, the... In the height of it all, yeah. Yeah, like it was like one of the, the, the loudest pops I'd ever heard in an arena. Um Austin saving Stephanie McMahon, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, going after the, the Ministry of Darkness. And I was never big on Austin Undertaker as a, as a, as a rivalry or even as a match, especially after that SummerSlam in 98 when they had that main event and it didn't live up. And I think there was an issue with Austin with a concussion and Undertaker had some injury in the match. And that kind of soured me on them wrestling. But when that happened, I was like, oh, these two are definitely going to fight the next paper. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Like, that's going to be cool. Based off of this. Absolutely. Talk to me a little bit about your I, memories I of that the, wedding. The, you know, now, if I remember correctly, the, she, the, he, the Undertaker had finally gotten his hands on her the night before at yep. Backlash. With, In the limo. We, we, I, I remember watching that pay-per-view. Yep, and that, you know, again, it was this, you know, cat and mouse game of, you know, the Undertaker getting his hands on Stephanie for weeks, you know, yeah. burning the, the, the symbol on the lawn of the McMahon house and, you know, chasing her down or, you know, the, you know, Midian or whoever, you know, you know, trying to get her, their hands on Stephanie, all that stuff. 
and it, every week it was just like new ways that they were trying to really make you think. And again, at this time, Stephanie McMahon's this innocent, you know, unassuming, you know, girl who, you know, doesn't deserve any of this. You yeah. know, as, as bad as a man as her dad is, you know, she doesn't deserve any of this, you know. And um, I I liked, you know, again, that that pay-per-view ended. Driver, what about, wait for my dad, as she escapes again by the skin of her teeth from The Undertaker. The window comes down and it's Undertaker. Where to Stephanie. Oh, my God, that, was the, that is the textbook way of how to lead from a pay-per-view to the night after. Yes. Oh, my God, what's going to happen tomorrow? You have to tune in. And... They delivered, and to me, the te- the, the the shot, the 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 the, 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 the you know the framed scene is that the, when Austin saves the day at the end of the night, and and Stephanie is untied and released into you know, and she jumps into her father's arms, and he's just hugging, you know, she's just hugging, thank God, you know, Dad, I'm you know I'm safe, and you could just see, man, the acting was so good, Vince just looking at Austin like. I still hate you, but oh my god, thank you, but like, thank yeah. you, like, you, this really means something that yeah. you actually did this for me. Yeah. There, it was very cinematic, yep. you know, like, oh my, like, thank you, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with you, like, that, that bullshit will come, like, I, we've been through a lot, but thank yeah. you, you know, I hate you, but thank you. Yeah. And just, it was so much was said without anything being said. It was so well done. That might be up there as one of the best for sure. I would, de- it's definitely on the, on, on the right side of the top ten. Yeah. Um. Didn't didn't exactly crack the top three. It was close, but um, these three weddings right here, I think, are going to. Uh, I, I think you'll. I think you'll be. You, you, you'll. You'll be satisfied with the uh, these next three here. Um, this next one coming in at number three from September of two thousand and two on an episode of SmackDown, the commitment ceremony oh, with Billy and Chuck. So good. So good. Talk to me about it. Well, I mean, you know, they had this, you know, hokey little, and they didn't call him gay for the longest time. There was a lot of innuendo, you know, the exchanging of the gifts and very, you know, our metrosexual. Soci- you also have to point out, too, our society at that time was not as open. No, they were not, yeah. To that form of sexuality. That yeah, was yeah. still very risque and taboo. So, yeah. you know, but continue. But, you know, they did these cute little tongue-in-cheek skits for weeks and on end of, you know, them kind of showing their affection for each other, but not in a, whoa, are they really what I think they are way? But More they, of a comedic way. But They, they drew the line. Yeah, yeah they, they, they drew they a fine line. line. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they, they, they announced this, this commitment ceremony. And I, and I specifically remember watching, like, a daytime talk show. And they were hyping it up kind of like the Bully Ray. They were on the Today or, Show. Yeah, it was the, probably yeah the Today Show. And they were hyping up this commitment ceremony. And I think they were obviously, you know, they were breaking down the wall a little bit. It's, you know, why are you guys doing this storyline? And they were in character. And, you know, they weren't necessarily hugging and kissing each other. But they were, you know, they were kind of going out there and professing their love. You know, we have tons of weddings in, in wrestling history. Why not have a commitment ceremony? You yeah. know? And they were kind of, in many ways, breaking new ground as far as, like you said, it, you know, homosexuality you know, back then, you know, again, was something that is... 16 years ago. Yeah, 16 not, years ago, it wasn't it was something that was... as accepted. Yeah, it wasn't as accepted. To a large back portion and, and, and of our... I don't want to say they were pioneers in this, but they are a champion of this, but they, they really helped, I guess, push forward that in media. Uh, again, they didn't teach us lessons about the acceptance of homosexuality, but it was just something different. That, was I think they, they reminded you, like, this can happen. Yeah. You know, this happens out in the real world. Why not us, you know? Yep. So I thought that was really cool. And then, of course, the swerve of all swerves. 
you know, in the in the height of what was, you know, the new version of the Monday Night Wars with, you know, Raw versus SmackDown. The brand extension. Uh, you know, with, 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 the, uh, with the, the priest, you know, the stumbling, stuttering old man on his last legs just can't deliver all the lines right up until the very end. And then you find out, you know, Stephanie McMahon, mind you, again, we're going to set the table here. Stephanie McMahon is, 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 is excited that this groundbreaking, revolutionary commitment ceremony is taking place on her television show, SmackDown. Yeah. You know, she's, she's very proud, you know, as almost like a chief brand officer that this yep. is taking place. And again, the, the, the priest, you know, he's, he's, he's having issues getting through the speech and stuttering, and then it's revealed that it's Eric Bischoff yes. in makeup. And he, he takes off the all the, the you know, plat, paper mache, if you will, the Mrs. Doubtfire outfit, um, and it's revealed to be him, and it's all a hoax. Yeah. And, it's, and it was all part of the bigger storyline that was hanging above WWE at the time of Eric versus Stephanie, Raw yeah, versus Raw SmackDown. SmackDown Three-minute yeah. warning, you know, they hit the ring, and... I think, you know, Billy even made a joke about how, like, you know, come on, if I was gay, do you think I'd really marry Chuck? Like, you know? Yeah, like, well, I think what, I think what, before we got to that point where Bischoff, you know, revealed, you know, his, who he was, um, there was some point, I believe, like, when they were exchanging vows or something, and Rico was kind of, like, oh, yes. orchestrating and pushing. And come for, on, like, say it. Like, come on, say it. And then, like, they stopped and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute!" And Billy I was can't like, "Say this." Bill, yeah, they were. Billy said something. Oh, Billy goes, he goes, he goes. We're partners, but Chuck and I, we're not gay. Yeah. Like, and th- that was like when they like, yeah, the said the actual word gay, and then that's when the ball started rolling yeah. and Bischoff came out, and it was unfortunate. I mean, yeah, the bigger picture was Raw and SmackDown. But it was unfortunate that following that, that Billy and Chuck just kind of, like, they didn't really do much yeah. with them. And they just kind of, they stopped. All right, so let's, let me just put it to you this way. They, the months leading up to that with all the innuendos and the risque behavior and the, the, the catchphrases and... Like, for instance, I remember one skit where they were in the backstage area warming up for a match, and they're both stretching, like, on the floor in front of each other, and one guy's got the head in between the crotch, and then they switch, and the other guy puts his head in between the crotch when they're doing their stretches, or when they they fed each other the foot-long hot dogs. I think that's the one I remember. Yeah, so, like, you have all of that going on. Then you get to this wedding, and... Billy and Chuck are like, dude, we're not gay. This was just a publicity stunt. You took this way too far, Rico. And then they get attacked. And then all of a sudden, they're just Billy and Chuck. And there's that 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 fine line they were walking. They were they weren't walking that anymore. They, it was just like two. They they felt like two guys thrown together. Like yeah, yeah. It wasn't like they a stopped purpose. with the, they, they stopped with the 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 innuendos and the mannerisms and all their behaviors. And but it, I mean, wouldn't that make sense though? Like the charade is over. Why would I act that way? Yeah. So I, yeah. But at the yeah. same time, like but I think they were so good at the yeah. two like, that like I, don't no know, I loved was Bill, a fallout. I loved Billy and Chuck. I thought it was one of the the, the best tag teams of of that time, and I felt like. Um, when tag team wrestling was kind of like on the downturn during that time period yeah. for the brand extension, like they were the bright spot. They were like, I would agree. they, they yeah. like held it together. Um, but yeah, this wedding was like entertainment from like top to bottom. I believe I put this on a, um, 
I did a top 10 countdown on uh, SmackDown's greatest moments, and I believe this made number two uh, because it was that good. Um, it, it was just entertaining as all hell. And for those of you out there that uh, if you want to see a wrestling wedding, you go check this out. You go find it on YouTube Billy and Chuck commitment ceremony from SmackDown 2002. It was it was a, a, definitely a lot of fun. Um, but uh, what made number two on this countdown um, was probably the most emotionally invested wedding. I, as a fan, got into in wrestling history, and that's Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth from SummerSlam 1991. Um, I mean, I'm 36 years old. I've been watching wrestling for 33 years. Um, Hogan was the guy that got me into it, but Savage was also one of my favorites growing up, and I watched the love story with Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth unfold in front of my very eyes um, for ever and a day ago. And to see them go through their peaks and valleys as a couple on TV, and they eventually had broken up after the Mega Power split. Elizabeth kind of disappeared for a little while. Savage was with Sherry, and... Um, then Savage came back to Elizabeth after he lost the career match, and then they they get married. Um, it was definitely one of the more um, emotionally invested stories I got into at a very young age because I saw it from beginning to end, and I had and as a fan I, I had to see it through. Um, and plus, Savage was you know one of my favorites, so um, I remember being disappointed that I didn't get to see the that. So they had the, the wedding on the air, on pay-per-view, and then they, they closed the show with Savage and Elizabeth walking through the curtain, waving, and everyone's, you know, like, you know, yay, yay, Macho and Elizabeth married. And then I go turn on Superstars or Wrestling Challenge a weekend later, and they show the Cobra popping out of the yeah. box. And I was like, what the hell is this? And it was some pretty wild stuff. Like, as a kid, I remember, like... Not being scared, but I was like, oh my god. Like, I was a little taken aback by it. Um, talk to me about some of your thoughts and memories. I mean, you weren't old enough to watch this at that time. Well, you I mean, I think it's heralded to me as someone who obviously wasn't old enough to remember it. It's heralded as like, it's like the royal wedding of wrestling. Without yeah. a doubt. You know what I mean? It's 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 Harry and Meghan Merkel, you know, in, in, you know, in the wrestling world. Yep. You know, for, 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 for people, you know of my generation and later. Um, I mean, for someone like you, you, you followed Macho Man and Elizabeth from their ups and downs. You know, they were, you know, this dynamic power couple before, you know, Benefer or, you know, was a thing or yep. they, they were the power couple before yep. there was a McCann, McMahon Helmsley era. You know, it was Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. They, you know, they were, they were one. And then at one point they were not one. You know, everything with Hogan and the Mega Powers exploding and then the Macho King and going yeah. with Sherry and, you know, and again, of course, you know, the, you know, the iconic WrestleMania moment where they reunited, like, yeah, you know, that lives in WWE history forever. The tears in people's eyes watching them come back together because they, they, they were so invested in those characters and their uniqueness, especially Elizabeth, you know, yeah. never has there ever been before or since someone like Miss Elizabeth, you know, one of a kind and, you know, you know if we're going to get off the rails a little bit. 
that woman needs to be in the Hall of Fame yesterday. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. You For know, she sure, is, she is the first lady of wrestling. You know, honestly, I feel like, you know, on that subject, I felt like if, when they put Savage in, they should have put her into I together. So. I, yeah, concern, considering that there was such controversy with Savage getting in altogether. Yeah, that you know what, you could soften that blow a little bit by putting Elizabeth you know? in with him. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, to me that that would have been totally acceptable and I don't think it I mean, would she'll have, go in I don't but... think it would have rewritten the history of the Macho Man if Elizabeth was in there alongside with him but you know again that is what it is and again she'll get there eventually yeah um, but yeah that was such a like a again years of build up you know and I remember you know years later watching along you know the recorded VHS's that we had of SummerSlam 91 and they kind of you know showed you the build up to that wedding like it was a match yeah and you know they, they showed the, the the scene where he proposed and that was, yeah, and he's and he's he, you know, and, and Vince and, and Roddy Piper kind of like, come on, Mach, come on, Randy, get on your knees. Yeah, and then he does it, and <laughs> yeah. they, you know, he gets on his knees, and the crowd erupts. He yeah. pulls out the ring, and they make it seem like this ring's like a Super Bowl ring. Like, yeah. look at the rock, all that. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> that's a ring dinger yeah. there. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. And then of course, you know, it, could, it couldn't have been said any other way. When she when when she oh, finally yeah. yeah yeah like like yeah and then his reaction and it was that was a collective experience for everybody the build involved. up for like before he even said I do was great because it was like Elizabeth Elizabeth yeah. like again I love you yeah something <laughs> that something that uh you know we all went through you know yeah. with with you know the ones we love you know something you know. A, the guy, the big, tough, bad, macho man. Yeah. And he's he's weak at the knees for this woman, and he loves her so much that he can't even... He could cut a promo all day on the Hulkster. Yeah. But man, you know, to get out there and have that vulnerability and open up on a on a softer level was awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, looking back on it now. Um, and yeah, the crowd just went nuts, and it was like... I watched it years later, and I could only wonder what it was like at the time but it almost made it seem like when they finally when they finally when she said yes it was like we're getting married like the wwe universe is getting married you know we we have a wedding to plan you know what i mean it had this like, family element to it like we, we like oh my god this yeah. is gonna be great and it was like i said no it was what great. better place to have a wedding than madison square Garden? yeah if i could have if I could draw up my wedding venue, it would be Madison Square Garden. You know, the Society Room in Hartford is going to be even better, but this Madison Square Garden. Is, Gorilla, is, Bobby, and Piper on commentary. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, like, come on, the wedding. Yeah. You know, the, in the world's most famous arena. Like, come on, it doesn't get any better than that. So. Coming up next, the match made in hell. Oh, the wedding's next. Yes. <laughs> Bobby yes. Heenan was great. The yes. commentary. It was. Throughout, like, when the, when the bridesmaids were walking down the aisle and he would. <laughs> the, the ring bearer, he's like, oh, Savage, Savage hired a midget. Yeah, it had it had like um, elements of like, like uh, like John Kennedy and Jackie Kennedy, Camelot. Yeah, you know what I mean. You hear that like that majestic quality. Oh, yeah. it's Camelot. Like that's what their love to the audience over the years. And it wasn't they met in February. Storyline, storyline. March, we're getting married. This you know, was like, years. This, this was, was like six or seven yeah. years on TV I mean, together. And that's yeah. how long. You know, that, that's how long it. it, it, it that's can an be eternity for in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It's an eternity in wrestling, especially back then. Yeah. You know, and 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 again, it was it was just that's the wedding. You know what yeah. I mean? And you can't that to me. That's what the bigness of a wedding is in wrestling yep. comes from. That's where it comes from for me. My expectation of what any wedding will be. It's measured off of that. Well, like you said, the beginning just on of the, its bigness. The beginning of the recording, the ring, 
the ropes were gone. They even had like water fountains, like water yeah. shooting out of the like you know what I mean? Like it would like they were at a a real wedding venue. It was exactly it was wild. I remember oh, do you remember the um throughout the night they had the one nine hundred number. You could talk to Macho Man before he got married on yes. the phone and Okerland was was trying to get a word with him and talk to Elizabeth. He was like, "Well, I'm gonna go to Elizabeth. You're not gonna go anywhere right now. You're gonna yeah. talk. To me. You're gonna stay in the phone right now, right here. Huh? You're not talking to Elizabeth right now." And what of course, because he's kind of busy. You he's know? such a nervous Nelly in that. You yeah. know, you know, from his, you just watched him on TV for years and years, just you know, get wigged out about anything, especially related to Elizabeth. And now he's getting married to her, so yeah. that's just a powder keg, you know. Yeah. And that anticipation must have been crazy. Yeah, it was you wild. Know? So again, I could only imagine they like they marked they marketed that wedding like it was the main event of that pay-per-view and it lived up and it delivered yeah i mean it was it was great like i said i was a little taken aback by the jake the snake undertaker stuff at the reception um which i didn't know until i watched the footage on the weekend because it didn't air on the pay-per-view but it it only makes sense though it had to come back to wrestling yeah i mean it had to come back into that arena if you will yeah and no it was it was done really well it was done really i remember as a kid though like because of my close um affection for hulk hogan too that i was like where's hogan to save savage like they're yeah. still brothers you know what i mean like why is why wasn't hogan at the wedding yeah. you know of all people um but yeah you, you could find that stuff on youtube and wwe network i'm sure has some of that stuff up there though yeah you think they'd have like a wedding collection on the network by now right yeah maybe after they listen to this they'll, 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 they'll <laughs> yeah. put one up you're welcome by the way whoever's <laughs> running the programming and directing over there on the network, they need to catch up on some of their other stuff, though. They they they're lagging when it comes to uh, uh, like uh, you know superstars. They have superstars up. And I've watched some of those recently. Yeah. For uh, when I do marking out the days with Kobe, um, and uh, Saturday, WCW Saturday Night. But yeah, they need they need to step up with some of that wrestling challenge, all that old shit. I wouldn't even mind seeing. Remember WWF Mania? Yep. Todd Pettengill, yeah, that'd be pretty cool if they, they put that, put that on the network, but um, I'm sure they will someday. Just take some time to fish through all this stuff. All right, we are at the we're at the altar, the 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 last wrestling wedding on this countdown, coming in at number one from November the 29th, 1999, the Staples Center, in Los Angeles, California, Monday Night Raw, the night that wrestling's power wrestling gained a new power couple triple h married stephanie mcmahon probably my favorite wedding to watch that over the years in wrestling um just triple h's involvement in it um when it gets to that point because at that time um he had a rivalry with vince he was like the de facto, you know, rebel to Vince. But Vince was a good guy this time around. It was like the, the opposite yeah, of Austin. I always looked at that stage of Triple H and Vince as like Triple H was like Zach Morris and Vince McMahon was Mr. Mr. Belding, Belding. Yeah, just that. That. Yep. If anyone understands that reference, yeah. Please. If you're listening to the show, you better. Yeah, um, right. But that's kind of the dynamic. Podcast, yeah. yeah, that's the dynamic there. But again, on the flip, you know, Zach Morris was a bad guy, and Mister Belding was the good guy. Yep. Yeah, this was uh, this was quite this was quite the wedding at the time. Triple H and DX were having their issues with the McMahon family, um, and you know, Austin had just been run over by a car. 
couple weeks prior. And so um, Vince was kind of the de facto number one baby face on the show. And he was feuding with Triple H and DX. And uh, there was a there was a restraining order that he had to uh, adhere to. He had to he couldn't attend the wedding. Um, he had to stand back 50 feet from the from, from the wedding. Otherwise, he'd been fired on the spot. Him and any of DX. And, uh, of course, right at that moment, you know, if anyone has any objections, speak now, forever hold their peace. Triple H shows up and offers us a, 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 a special video presentation of um, what happened in Las Vegas at that famous drive through wedding that I talked about earlier <clears throat> with the Colonel Parker story. And uh, why don't you continue uh, setting the scene for our listeners here? So... He comes out and he has this shit-eating grin. Like, you know he's <laughs> yeah. going to do something yeah. funny, even though he's the bad guy. Yep. Like, and he almost he even can't even contain himself. Yeah. And then he puts on the serious face because he knows, like, I have to behave. Yeah. Even though I don't have you to. Don't you want know, to. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you got to take a look at this. You got to see this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you need to see this, Vince. And it, it's 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 the drive. It's, it's Triple H pulling up in the car. And he's got, like, you know, he's, you know, what would be now a GoPro, I'm sure. You know, and he's got Stephanie McMahon, who is comatose in the front seat of this convertible. And the, to, to set that up, leading up to this wedding, there was a lot of vignettes of Stephanie McMahon at the bachelorette party leading up to this. Yep. Mae Young and Moolah were there. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like giving secrets to Stephanie about, you know, the type of, you know, things she should be doing to her husband or your husband to be test on the honeymoon. And Stephanie's so innocent. Like, Oh wow. I've never, Oh my gosh. You know, this, you know, sexed up old lady telling her what type of moves to to put on her her (laughs) husband on the honeymoon. Um, and you know, I had all that type of hijinks. So you find out that she's, you know, someone slipped a, uh, a, a, a Mickey, you know, into one of her beverages at the bachelorette party and triple H skews her away. And, they're they're pulling up to the to the to the drive through chapel, and the best part is the reaction by the the woman minister, and she's like, "Hey, you're Triple H," as if like <laughs> he's like fucking the Beatles, yeah. you know, landing in America. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, and he's like, "You're damn right, I am." Like, you know, like, yeah, like like I'm making all your dreams come true having this wedding at your place. You know, and he's like, "I'm marrying Stephanie McMahon, the virtuous Stephanie mm-hmm. McMahon," as if you know. They know who that is too, yep. you know, and again, she's she's not awake. She's you know, so he's performing this ceremony with you know, pretending like she's he's speaking for her. He pitches up his voice, you know, when yep. it's time for her to say "I do," and she's he's like "Oh, I do," and this unsuspecting minister buys it, hook, line, and sinker, and they're married. And you get a you know triple A trip before they drive off. It you know he's get dead. a shot for the get brand a, new Mister Mister Hunter Hurst Helmsley. He drives off just married with the fucking the soda cans, the cans on the back of the, the back of the trunk. And, yeah, and and you see Vince holding Stephanie in his arms like she's heartbroken, and he's like, "You son of a bitch!" And she's like, "I hate yeah, you." Yeah, and she's she's working the tears, and you know, Test is Andrew. Test, yeah, uh, is is pissed. You know, and to me that was like. I thought this was like the beginning for test, you know, yeah. personally. And I, and I, you know, why that, didn't yeah, I thought it was going to be like him and triple H and Armageddon. And they yeah. didn't, they didn't pull that trigger. The and line of that, yes. the line of that night though was, uh, 
Now there must be one question on your mind, Dad, and like he, the whole place blew the up. The whole for that. place lit up, and then he put he puts his hand up in camera view of his ring finger with the wedding yeah. ring on, and he says, "Not did we, but how many times did we consummate the marriage?" And then you could just see Tess be like, "Motherfucker!" And he goes storming off, and then Hunter leaves, and then you know Jr. was like, "Oh my god!" And he just like the, the the closing shot with the credits on the bottom of the screen show Vince like ready to kill him, and she's just crying and oh poor and, Stephanie and it was, McMahon. It was well done because again you have to remember she wasn't. The billion dollar princess. She wasn't, you know. No, she was this innocent figure. Yeah, yeah she was. She was. Who been put through the ringer on yeah, TV in the last yeah. few months? She didn't deserve anything. That she was she abducted by the Undertaker and forced to yeah, almost marry no less him. The daughter of Vince McMahon, yeah. this evil, maniacal, tyrannical boss. You yeah. Know? So you're you're like, oh, this poor girl. Just my gosh. You yeah. Know? And then. You know, I remember like, man, I cannot wait to see Triple H get his ass beat by Vince. I wasn't too upset that Test wasn't the the guy in here. Mm-hmm. Only afterwards was yeah. I. But I was like, all right, yeah. I mean, of course, Dad wants to get his hands on this piece of shit, you know. <laughs> and no one, no, I did not, I did not see it coming when when it was revealed that it was Stephanie. It was in on it, you know. She 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 grabs the sledgehammer. And she's from Vince, like you know, you know, was it the chair or sledgehammer? She was like, give me, you know. Give me. She was like, "Let me, let me hit him. Let me hit him. Give it to me. I oh, want a piece." Sl- of I think it was a sledgehammer. You know, yeah, Vince was ready to, to to put Triple H out of his misery and, and the the drama and like, okay, yeah, yeah, Dad, let her have a, a piece of this, and oh. then she makes the turn and hits him. No, she does. I don't. Does she? Because I could have sworn like she couldn't do it, and then Hunter does it, pins him, matches over, and then she gives him the look. Well, yeah, yeah, she didn't hit him. But, like, again, that's what I'm kind of highlighting was, like, was the idea that, like, you know, this heated drama, the the fight scene, the finale of the movie, if you will, and it's, and and now it's like, all right, you know, he's been put down, but now the daughter who's, she, she deserves her lickings. Yeah. And she's like, let me hit him, let me hit him. And then she, again, has that moment of hesitation, Triple H, you know, seizes, beats up Vince, wins the match, and then, yeah, you find out, you see that, you just, you'll literally see her become... Stephanie McMahon, yeah, like the, the transformation, you yeah, see with the, the smirk on her the face, facial look, yeah, the, her whole body demeanor yeah. kind of just changes, and then boom, they hug, and wow, yep. that was just that was like, the end right oh there. Oh my god! Yeah. And in many ways, that changed the course of wrestling history. Oh yeah, you know, if you both think in about front it, of the camera and yeah, behind the exactly. scenes. Yeah, so absolutely, it was like, holy crap! Yeah, and it was like. It was like the spoiled rich kids had run amok. You know, they had taken the keys from dad and. And kicked him out of the house, and you know he was, you know, this pathetic puppy dog, Vince McMahon, in many ways, because he was so heartbroken that his little girl, his baby girl, you know, had, you know, ran off with this bad dude. Yeah, yeah. it was so like, you know, he had a he had the soft spot for his daughter, who who you which you saw on display with that whole Undertaker angle, oh yeah, the burning of a teddy bear yep. and all that, and you saw the softer side to Mr. McMahon, and then again opened him up and. She does that to him. And then they, they explain it the next night. You know, you, you find out, you know, she, she kind of reminds everybody what happened later in the year, or earlier in the year, with, with the, the whole greater power angle and the ministry and Vince's pl- diabolical plan to get at Steve Austin. She was like, I don't know if you remember this, but, you know, you had me abducted. You know what I mean? For this huge scheme, you know, and, and you know, that hurt me. And, you know, and I think the, the, the phrase she gave was, you know, I had to find a way to get back at you, and what better way to do it than to marry the man you hate the most? 
and I was just, and that's was like it just kind of in the same vein that the TNA episode kind of wrote, you know, the the angle from start to finish. Yep. That did it in a, in a, in a less <clears throat> elaborate way, but it explained everything. You know, yeah. even though it didn't need explaining, it was kind of a reminder, and it tied things together. Like, oh my, yeah, yep. ex- of course, yeah, put all yes. the pieces together. Yeah, and it, and the only part that I'd take exception to is. The man she hated the, that he hated the most is really Steve Austin. They were like really prop. This is the rise of Triple H. Yeah, you know what I mean. But to me, I was always like, I thought he hated Steve Austin more than yeah. anybody. But I mean, you know, whatever. It That's, still worked. Yeah, it didn't. It, yeah. it didn't kill. You know, it. it uh, you know, it, it didn't hurt it at all. Um, but yeah, wow, that is. Um, that was that was just such a. And again, like I said, it it, it began. You know, the march to WrestleMania that year. Yeah. You know, and it became the the march into. The Monday Night Wars are already as good as over at this point. Yeah, this was this was WWE. They had the lead. This was w- majorly. Oh yeah, it was it yeah. was a route at this point. This was WWE saying, you know, we're 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 not only here, but we're here to stay. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, and the company went public that later that you know that next year, and you know, I don't want to say this was the launching pad for that, but that angle was the cloud that hung over. This is the McMahon Helmsley era. Yep. They even had like the two banners hanging on oh yeah yeah one of triple h and one of stephanie they kind of played up this love story yeah that really wasn't there um and they ran rush out all all over the company and and made that wrestlemania that year with the mcmahon in every corner that was the beginning of that and it and you know you got to give credit to stephanie mcmahon she's been one of the best most consistent characters in wrestling Mm -hmm. since then yeah and it all started there yeah Certainly did. All right. Um, that, that that about does it with our countdown. Uh, going from 10 all the way to 1. Like I said, if there are any wrestling wedding moments that uh, you felt deserved to make this countdown or you would like to share, you can do it with us over on social media, facebook.com forward slash kicking out at 2, as well as our Twitter handle at kicking out 2. Um, before we get going, um, if there is one element of professional wrestling that you could incorporate into your upcoming wedding, if it were to be allowed, what would it be? Um, I had it. So this wasn't allowed and I'm, and I didn't die on the hill for it. Obviously. Um, I wanted to have our invitations to be made up like a wrestling card, like a poster. Okay. And I wanted to, that's use pretty the, cool. I wanted to use the line, the match made in heaven. <laughs> Gotcha. You know, and kind of, you know, name, date, have it, the signage and the verbiage all replicating, you know, classic pro wrestling. Like the old posters. pro wrestling posters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I, I wanted to do that. I wasn't, you know, like I said, I wasn't dying on that hill. It was just an idea that I brought to the table that obviously got shot down. So was, was it like a squash match? You tried once and then that was it? Um, or, did, or, 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 or were there a few attempts at this? This was more like... Um, this is more like we're in the writer's room and it's like we're in the meeting and Vince McMahon's just like, no. It's a zany Paul Heyman idea. Yeah. You know, helicopters. Allow me a volley, sir. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so that one didn't go. Um, I will say that I have, I will say that I have uh, been able to politic for our bride and groom entrance to have a wrestling theme um if you would like to know what that is i can i can bring that out if not you, you can, if you want to be pleasantly surprised uh 
that's that's okay too. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, you could surprise me with that okay. one. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I think it's it's befitting. It's not over the top. It's um, if it, it, it it's it's well placed. Gotcha. We'll put it that way. Um, and even then, there was uh, some creative control practiced on her side. <laughs> uh, respectfully, of course, it's 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 obviously her day. Um, so she pulled a "That's not going to work for me, brother." Yeah, yeah, and, with, <laughs> right, and rightfully so. You know, there was there was other ideas, and I feel like you know this is more of a you know things that I wanted to have happen. One idea that we had, excuse me, I had was that the recessional music after the um, after the ceremony ended, I wanted to have us walking back up the aisle with the New Day theme song. Oh, God. It's a new day. Yes, it is. And I just had this vision of people clapping and, you know, getting all excited. And, you know, some people maybe, you know, shaking some booty. Um, that, that that wasn't working that either. That didn't make it. Um, yeah. That didn't make it on the card. Yeah. The, <laughs> card I, subject to change. With, with our, with our, with our uh, wedding coming up on the 4th of July holiday weekend, there is uh, some, some odes to America. And uh, another idea that I had was to have the wedding party come out to uh, Hulk Hogan's theme song. Um, that didn't work. <laughs> we're keeping it. We're keeping it America, though. Yeah. And uh, the 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 wedding party will be coming out to Bruce Springsteen's "Born in the USA." Okay. So I mean, that's going to be pretty cool. 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 Um, but yeah, there was a few ideas I had, and some that I've kept to myself. That I was like, I know she's not going to dig yeah, that. Yeah, she's not going like to buy said, that. There, yeah. There's a there's a wrestling theme song that we will uh, that we will uh, come out to and, and walk down the if stairs of decadent stairs. If of, it's of, Dusty Rhodes and Sweet That Fire, uh, American Dream Baby, come on, man. That would be uh, me. I, uh, it's to me. It has to be topical. To me, it has to be something that's uh, yeah. Again, it, has to, it has to fit and also get people. A little bit excited. Oh yeah, I'm sure, and I know I know you'll pop for it. So okay, again, if you cool. wish to be surprised, I can keep that from you. No, I'm um, good, man. Uh, yeah, I'll, I, I, yeah, I'd like the organic uh, reaction. So it'll uh, it'll be fine. Uh, maybe I'll pull my creative control card and and, uh, and uh, ask you, uh, you know, when we're done with this recording. But I will make sure that it gets filmed so that our listeners can well, see we'll, it on the Facebook page. Please do. I'll put, we'll be live kicking out it too at this wedding. I'll just let you know that right now. Yes. We'll definitely be live with a with a with a live uh, you know uh, entrance from the from the bride and groom as well as uh, maybe maybe a live interview on Facebook. Uh, you never know. Yeah, but, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you we'll know, those are usually busy. That's a busy day. That is a very busy so we'll day. See, so you know, I'll um, see if maybe my credential, my 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 press credentials can. Uh, your press credential gets you anywhere. Yeah, right, so there we without, go. Without a doubt, um, if you know, there's you know, there's if there's time to be had, I, I will we will make it happen. We will make it happen. Yeah. Not a problem at all. Um, There'll be pictures. We'll all. It's going to be a. a it's yeah. going to be a, a no, celebration to you know to to to. It's just gonna be a celebration. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, it's no, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's um, you know, to, to to kind of step away from wrestling for a second. You know, people ask me, you know, especially people who've been married who've gone through this. You know, and I think I've said this to you before. Like, you know, people insinuate, oh, like, you know, I know you're busy. I know it's a very stressful time, and you know, I've enjoyed being able to plan this, and I've been, I've been, I felt very confident in in all the preparations we've been making and continue mm-hmm. to make, and you know, we're getting down to the wire, yep. and. Uh, you know, I, I anticipate that other shoe dropping as far as, you know, uh, a, a, a late bombshell, if you will. But um, you know what? You know, I, like you said before, you know, like with yours, you know, something's unexpected is going to happen and you're just going to roll it and you're going to enjoy it because, yeah. 
you know, nothing's going to ruin that day for me or for anyone that, you know, who's enjoying it because, you know, it's all about, you know, celebrating, like you said. So, you know, I'm very excited. Um, And, uh, I think you'll have plenty of backup if there's any kind of unexpected run-ins. Or, yeah, I think so, yeah, too. Yeah, I think so, so too. So. I, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. I think know, it'll be good. If there's any, if there's any day where I'm going to feel like, uh, you know, I could I could take on the world, it's going to be that one. So. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, this has been a pleasure. Um, we're going to continue your march to Holy Matrimony, the main event of Holy Matrimony. Um, with next week's show is we're going to bring back the My Favorites collection covering... Your favorite wrestler of all time, Brett the Hitman Hart. We're going to cover um, your earliest memories of the Hitman and cover some of his career highlights, notable uh, matches and memories, and uh, your thoughts as to why he is, in your mind, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. We will do that next week right here on Kicking Out It Too. And we hope you all say I do as this show is being put down for the three count. And we will see you all next week.